Oh, no. Yeah, it's true. She did. She did do that. <laughs> yeah, she has three grandchildren, uh, two girls, one boy. I'm the first to go to college out of the three of us. The will was large. And the money went to my crackhead cousin who has a clown tattoo that says bonkers. I actually don't know if she's a crackhead. Um, you get the point and I, you get why it's funny. So I just wanted to throw that out there to let everyone know if you think you're having an interesting day or if you ever feeling unloved and you're letting it bother you, just know that my own grandmother wrote me out of her will because the second I was born, my father had a new girl in his life. <laughs> That's crazy. It's fine though, because I'm going to be so fabulously wealthy anyways. I don't even care. And I'm going to leave my grandchildren some money. And this whole thing has been so eye opening. This whole thing, um, the whole process of being written out of my grandmother's will has been so eye opening. Um, no, but I do just think it's really funny and I've been, my friends and I have been laughing about it for days because my life is really, as the days go on, who is writing this? Who, none of us expected that. We've, my whole family has known that she was crazy her whole life and that she didn't particularly care for anybody. Um, I just don't know why me. I'm by far the sweetest grandchild, the one that visited her the most, uh, definitely the hottest in the family. Just kidding. Well, kind of. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that was it. It's because she's not the hot girl president. Or it may have been that she felt me threatening to overtake her role as the matriarch. If we want to get Game of Thronesy about it. But yeah, um, I think I win today. I definitely win the award for most unbothered, but also most unloved. Uh, but you know who does end up winning this is so awful. I don't even know if I should say that. I was going to say me because I'm alive, but I didn't say that. I said I was going to say it, but I didn't because I was like, oh man, that would be not so chill of me to say. Speaking of me saying things that aren't chill, holy God, I have been obsessed with my Snapchat lately and I've always really liked Snapchat. Snapchat's what started ESA is I used to go on those rants in high school and people liked them and I thought, oh, I should make these an hour long. But I've gotten back into it and I don't know if it's because I'm older and the more years I spend on this planet, the more I can solidify my paradigm of not caring what people think or if it's because I need a sip of water immediately. Hold on. <coughs> Oh, don't worry. That is not Miss Rona, her big, white, fat, nasty smelling bitch. That's not her, my cough. When is it going to be like, when is that joke not going to be funny? I can't, I can't wait until Corona jokes aren't funny because it's not relevant, but that's besides the point. Where was I going? Oh yeah. My head assery. Snapchat. I think what I love about it is it's like your life TV show, so I can just broadcast any thought that pops into my head, especially my private story, like knowing that I'm only talking to 25 or 30 people that I'm actually really close with and that I know that they'll think what I'm saying is funny and I kind of feel like I'm hanging out with them. I just love it. It's so much more personal and um, I've just been saying the most ridiculous things. Like I was looking back at my old ones from last month. Uh, as I woke up this morning, 
I love starting my morning by watching myself and I just I can't believe I can't believe sometimes that um no one takes my phone but moving on from Snapchat to talk about its antithesis which is Instagram I also, I like Instagram as well. I'm not one of those people who's like, social media is toxic. Because let me tell you something. Y'all know you choose who to follow, right? It's so simple. Also, y'all know the off buttons on the side, right? If you're following people, then when you look at them, you think, oh, I wish I looked like that. Or, oh, she's doing this fun thing and I'm not. Or, oh, I hate her. what are you doing? Why are you using your Instagram for evil? You really, it can be such a good thing. And I almost think it's laughable now that there are all these campaigns that their sole purpose is to prevent cyberbullying. Log off. What? What? Why do people give their attention to mean people on the internet? First of all, why would you ever give your attention to mean people in real life? especially people whose jobs are kind of on social media and they post things like, I'm really hurt by the hate. What are you doing looking there? If you worked at H&R Block, would you walk up to the girl who works at the front desk, Nancy, who you know? Sorry, evidently God had to do a vibe check and my mic died. So ignoring the divine guidance I was receiving from capital H, him, I'm going to keep saying what I was saying about the internet hate. Yeah, if you worked at HR Block and you went up to Nancy who hated you, which why would you do that? And you said, hey, what do you think about my body? That's absurd. Okay, but add on the element that if you told Nancy's bitch ass, I'm going to let you say this to me anonymously, and I'm going to let you do it behind a phone so that we could be miles apart. Nancy would light you up, but you wouldn't be mad at Nancy because you would say, I literally sent this invitation to her. I think it's the same thing with social media. Why are you looking? People, what are you doing? It is so possible to log on and see cows and food and your best friends and movies you like and pretty pictures of traveling. I think that's that was the intention for social media. And people just always love to be on some emo shit all the time. So they just make it stormy and that's redundant. But um, what I was going to say originally about Instagram is that the algorithm is really messed up. It's like, I don't ever see my friend's posts. I just got through saying that I did, but yeah, I think... So the stuttering today, um, what happened was I got my macchiato and the man who works at Starbucks is so... He is one of the most beautiful men. And I mean that very... He has androgynous features. Like, he's beautiful. He has, like, high eyes and high brows and high cheekbones. That kind of beautiful. Really light green eyes. I just had to boost him for a second. I hope he's listening. Um, but he gave me a grande instead of a tall because they were out of soy milk and because I go there every day. Uh, and I drank all of it really fast. It was one of those mindless drinks. Usually I love to enjoy my coffee and I sip it and it takes me, like, an hour to get through. And I also do that so that all of it doesn't hit me at once because I'm really sensitive to caffeine still somehow. I don't know how I haven't built up a big tolerance. Um, But today I was just 
thinking and I was thirsty and I was hungry and I just slurped that mofa down and now I feel like I'm my brain is on X Games mode. It really is. And I'm sorry, I <laughs> the word X Games mode made me think of this video I saw this morning of a clip from the X Games of a snowboarder. Oh god, I forget his name, but um he fell and he made this incredible save and the announcers their dialogue like x games announcers if you've never listened to the x games like if you didn't have an older brother growing up they sound exactly like the impression that me and my friends do and probably you when you do boys like that dude honestly i don't even know what to say like that was incredible he just shredded the art like that <laughs> um and they're my favorite. I wish golf announcers were like that because I feel like golf could be kind of entertaining to watch if it were seen differently, whatever. Like my proof behind that is saying that I think pool is entertaining to watch and it's a similar concept. But um, yeah, I feel like golf announcers are pretentious and they, they whisper. It's like the players can't hear you. They're just whispering. They're always whispering. They're saying he's going on the goal. He had a son back in March. His wife is battling cancer back home. He's so brave for being here. Like that voice. Ugh. But I'm just happy y'all are enjoying yourselves, watching the Golf Channel. That's great. But imagine how funny it would be if we got the X Games announcers up in there. X Games announcers are like, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Dodgeball, Jason Bateman's character, the one that's like, hey, Cotton, that, that is X Games announcers, and I love them. Ugh. I'm gonna, I need to be that one day. I'm, someone write them a letter and let me, um, I almost said annotate. <laughs> that was like the dumbest substitution for a word that I was looking for. Verbally annotate, <laughs> commentate is what I meant. The X Games. Is the X Games even happening this year, actually? Let me look that up, because I would like to know what sporting events have and have not been canceled because of COVID. So let's Google that. What sports are happening? Period. Period. What sports are still on? Corona hasn't halted these people. NBA, I know the NBA is going on because they're going to Disney World that's kind of cool. Um, the way that they're, and I only know this because, why did I say that? I know this because I'm interested, but I was going to say that Disney fans, I'm an NBA fan and a Disney fan. So the players are staying in one of the hotels. Jordan would know this, but, and then like no one can stay in those hotels and then no one can, you can't walk in those resorts anymore. People are really up in arms about that, but they need to shut up because it's so cool that if you go to Disney right now, which I'm not saying you should go to Disney right now, and I don't want to hear dick about it if you do or do not, um, imagine being like, yo, um, oh, the whole NBA is here. Just that energy. That'd be so cool. But what's going to happen too, and this I think would be fun for the players is as they get knocked out of the finals, they'll go home, but I just having them in close quarters, like, I don't know, I think it'll be interesting to see the different energy that the teams bring. And um, I really I would love if media teams for the different 
I don't, I didn't want to say team twice, but media teams for the different NBA teams. It'd be really cool if they all released like mini docu-series, kind of like 30 for 30s about what their players did during this quarantine. One, because from an athletic standpoint, uh, that was, everyone had eyes on athletes because it was, especially when we had the stay at home order. I mean, Athletes at that caliber are training with so many professionals every day. They have lots of external help. I imagine that a majority of them uh, kept that going on and maybe just didn't post about it. But I also know that there were definitely athletes who did abide by a stay-at-home order and didn't. And I just would love to know if... um, any of them like fell really out of shape or what the first team practice was like coming back, how the coaches handled that. Because I think being a good leader is really, really important after all of this, just the quality of knowing how to lead and how to tell people that like, it's going to be okay. And basketball coaches are really, I I feel like I observe that they're typically closer to their players than other sports. Maybe it's because it's such an intimate game. Um, I say that like I've ever played (laughs) basketball or football. But yeah, anyway, so after that sidetrack about the NBA, let's see what other sports are still going on. British basketball, don't care at all. UFC Fight Night 170 is still on and headlined by a lightweight clash between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira in Brazil. Is that true? They're doing a fight night. Um... If they're gonna have an octagon in the middle of an empty arena, I would not want to fight in that. Um, I want to interview a UFC fighter really badly because I want to pick the brain of somebody whose passion is to hurt people. Either an, uh, a UFC fighter or like a linebacker. Someone who just hurts people all the time. I would love to pick their brain. Just because, um, uh, like... That's crazy. It's crazy in that it's so different from the norm. I don't mean that it's crazy and that, like, they're mentally ill. But just people who use their body physically for their career and for their passion every day, I feel like we honestly don't understand how much we can't relate to that. Like, most of us work out for an hour a day or we're on our feet all day. But when you're... It's like a performance of a specific thing and that's your livelihood. I love it. I want to know, and especially when it involves hurting other people. Is it kind of hot too? Yeah, (laughs) but we all knew that I felt that way. Speaking of hot, the next sport we're going to talk about is rugby. The National Rugby League and Australian uh, Football League men's and women's competitions will play this weekend without fans in attendance. (sighs) Come on, son. That's the thing. That's, there are just certain sports that it, the, uh, the crowd is half of it. Football is one to me. Basketball is one. UFC, golf, totally. You could play by yourself. Tennis, they could play alone. I think boxing would be almost really intense and maybe even cooler if they did it <coughs> without a crowd. Other sport, rugby. Mm, they need people. They're beating the shit out of each other. Water polo, also nobody cares. And then... Let's see. What other sports are these people going to suggest to me? Cricket was the last one. Okay, so really no one knows what's going on with sports schedules for the rest of the year. And 
speaking of that, like college football, I love football in that I love culture. I don't, I haven't specifically been to any recent UTK games just because Neyland Stadium when it's 110 degrees, like is not my preference. I would rather watch it from my pool in my apartment, but I love football culture. And I, the main thing I love about going to football games is just being in an environment where everyone is so excited about the same thing. That pure positive energy hits different. It's so fun. And it's so, even if it's like a friendly rivalry, it's so fun, you know, and I'm going to miss it. Um, because I, I know it's not like the experience this fall will not be the same. But like I said before, I'm really eager to see where, I mean, where they take us as fans. Like, are they even going to present us with an option of how to view football? Or are they kind of going to just focus on the program itself? Like whether or not games will be facilitated and then we can figure out a way to watch. Like I know the Braves... They posted that video and it looked like it was a clip of a big Jumbotron at a bar saying Braves are back and everyone freaked out. And then somebody exposed that the clip, the actual, the Braves are back clip was superimposed and everyone freaked out about it. I just realized I didn't um, insert any transition into this story, but um, yeah, everyone freaked out that that video was fake and it was superimposed and everyone just went off and the Braves had to take it down. First of all, what? Second of all, it was obviously fake. It was posted in the middle of a pandemic and it was showing a bar with probably 300 people packed in like sardines and cheering. There's nowhere in the country that you could have done that. So of course it wasn't real. The whole point was just to get people excited. I just don't... If you were one of the people that was involved in having that video taken down, fuck your chicken strips because I thought that that video was fun and I was excited because the Braves baseball is back. Anyways. Moving on. What was I? Dude, I'm telling you, the coffee, it gets me so bad. And my favorite thing about myself on this podcast, though, is that I don't ever feel the pressure to just cut and then find something to talk about and start over. Especially because I stare at a wall when I do these. <laughs> because I um, need a studie. Hey, do you know what Friday Beers should do? They should sponsor this podcast. And that's really just the end of what they should do. Um, become heavily involved in it. Sponsor me. Give me guests. Bring me Zac Efron so I can ask him what it's like to have been hot his entire life. And then give me a big fat check. I think that'd be really cool. I'm actually not even in this specifically for the check. I get money from this. People love to ask that. I'll tell you right now. If you're interested in doing this for the money, don't get into it. Because, I mean, you get paid per listen. And it depends on the different sponsorships you have. But if you have something to say, you'll love it. Uh, did, is anyone going to take that advice that's listening to this? 100% no. But I would love it if all of you started your own podcast. And I mean that so sincerely. I love podcasts. They're my favorite form of entertainment. I love just playing them and setting my phone somewhere so that I just constantly hear someone talking or it feels like I'm eavesdropping. Those are my favorite. So that's why the format of this one is as if you're just kind of like listening in on me talking to myself. But no, I love them and I... I just want to know more about what people are actually thinking and those are my favorite conversations to have. So if anyone maybe just 
wants to make a podcast solely for my entertainment, I will listen to it. I will be your number one fan. I will give you feedback if you want it. I'll shut up if that's what you want. I'll follow all the rules. Speaking of rules. Um, so I'm, I went to CVS yesterday to get AA batteries. And as I was checking out, the girl's nails were bomb. Like the kind of nails that you know that she didn't go to a salon for those. And so I said, excuse me, miss. I'm going to need license registration because I'm writing you a citation for having some bomb ass tips. Where did you go? And she tells me that it's this girl um, from here in Knoxville. She's, uh, I think she's like our age, but she does it on campus. And I'm going to go ahead and give her a shout out. I have an appointment with her in 40 minutes. So I'll wrap this up at some point. Her name is beep boop beep multifaceted nails on Instagram. Go look. And I'm so excited if you care at all. All of the guys that listen to this right now just looked out the window and that's fine because I already catered to you with all of my sports talk. And um, yeah, I I filled your stereotype. What else would you like for me to talk about? Beef jerky? I could. I actually could talk about beef jerky for a long time, even though I haven't eaten it in a minute. Did y'all hear that pop smoke? (laughs) That popped on my phone for a second. I've been really into him lately. I couldn't tell you what he looks like, but I love his voice. His It's so scary. Imagine if someone came up behind you and you heard Pop Smoke's voice be like, yo, uh, uh, I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> Man. Oh, wait. No, I do know what he looks like because I watched his complex sneaker interview. I lied to you just now. I apologize. He doesn't look like what you would match his voice to, though, as I think why for a second I didn't remember. If you've never looked at what Pop Smoke looks like, go. Um, Oh, that interview's coming back to me now. I love that show. If you've never watched it and you're into rap or sneakers, that's actually a really good show. The um, interviewer does a fantastic job. Um, But yeah, he went on there and he was talking about growing up and stuff, and I didn't realize that he he's just really different than most of the guys in the rap games. Like the subject matter that he covered during his interview, he talked about how he got his first like pair of Dior pants in high school and that I didn't like, he was so into fashion. And so if you listen to his lyrics though, he totally is a bougie boy. And then there's that one lyric in that DaBaby song, my bitch is like a Barbie, like I'm pop smoke. I think I'm just manifesting pop smoke these days. That's going to be my wedding song. I'm going to walk down the aisle to make it rain or let it rain. Is that what that song is called? That song has been my jam today. I woke up and I put my sundress on and I put on my um, lipstick and I did my eyeliner and I curled my hair and I got in my car and then I played this. You get the point. The spooky vibes just kind of go with the... (laughs) girly face, you know? Speaking of this sundress, I love wearing dresses. I, the boys are gone again. So I went to an all girls school, middle high, and we wore dresses as our uniform. They are so slept on. The freedom that a dress has. You can do anything. They're so airy. It's such a simple outfit. Just the aerodynamics. Love it. 
they're the best. But this one in particular is from Target. And to be honest, I have not been shopping at Target for clothes a lot since I've been an adult because it's not even because of their style. I could kind of have a lot to say about this. Their style of clothes is pretty good, um, especially if you're you like to follow trends. I think they stay on top of it. It's literally that like the actual clothes. It's the way that their sizing is. It's the way that like I don't they <sighs> the stuttering. It's so bad today. But I mean, I know my I have a hard time buying bottoms because my I have a big butt and big hips and my waist is smaller. So, I know, wait, poor me. <laughs> But I do have to get all of my stuff altered usually. And Tarkus is just, it never even fits to the point that I could take it home, their bottoms. And I used to totally be able to wear them. And I, I know that I'm different now. Like, it's probably been me growing out of them. But they just always fit weird. Like, they'll be tight around my thighs and then loose in my butt and then tight again around the waist. I don't know what's going on. But it's that matched with the fact that it does not matter which Target you go to. We have a super Target in Knoxville, which is amazing. And so they have an even bigger clothes selection. But there's something, I don't know if it's production or maybe there are very devoted Target fans who just sweep out their clothes. But whenever I browse, I consistently notice, and so do my friends, that the only sizes they ever really have are like triple X small and double XL. And usually neither of those look just right. So I don't know. I've given up. But to look on the bright side, this dress and most of their basic sundresses and their good staple pieces and stuff are fine. This one is amazing. It feels really high quality. Like it feels expensive. And it was $12. And it's the material that's um, like that ribbed knit fabric so it's thick enough that it doesn't show if you have cellulite or anything but it's thin enough that it breathes I could go on about my passion for fashion which has also gotten uh, I'm not gonna say out of hand because clothes really make me happy my favorite part almost of my day is getting up and putting on my outfit and getting ready like I love it that's what I grew up doing with like my Barbie dolls I would wake up dress them up and I just remember thinking oh I can't wait until I'm a big girl and I'm 20 and living in my apartment and I get to put on my little outfits like it's those simple little pleasures in life that are so fun and I feel like everybody should indulge in more everyone should indulge more in just things that make them happy this is a nice segue into giving Jordan a shout out for taking off work today this seems so small but it, okay, it goes back to high school, and I feel like this is applicable to everybody. And again, I went to a private school, so it may have been a little bit magnified in the intensity, but the disciplinary system was whack. Like, it was abusive. Um, there was really no consideration for feelings. I feel like disciplinary systems, especially in high school, the time where you're so impressionable and you're learning and you're being exposed to so much that you like and don't like, and you just, you're at a place where you're developing your own desires for life. And oh God, high school is such an important age. And 
discipline, it should be more like guidance. Like everyone's going to fuck up, especially in high school, whether it be lying or cheating on a test or skipping school, being late, like getting into a fight, whatever. Everyone's going to have a moment like that. And like period, there's no around that. There should never be this expectation in the first place to be perfect. Like that's what it looks like when it's, so GPS, we had a demerit system and we had a headmaster, Randy Tucker, God rest his soul, in middle school. And he had been there for a long time. And his figure, I think he took really seriously and that he was very involved in student life. And he knew all of our names. And it was this, um, it was like a very parental, like loving thing. And even girls knew if you got in big, big trouble, that's what we would say, even though it shouldn't be looked at like big, big trouble. But you know what I mean. You would go to the headmaster instead of your principal. And everyone knew, like, the way that he took care of things. I mean, of course, he wasn't going to be like, oh, it's okay, do it again. But he definitely, it was like, it was a very understanding and it was, let's grow from this. You know, this is a place of love. The reason that you should send your girls there is that it's a place of love and forgiveness and take yourself from your mistakes and then send them on to be a better person. Well, when he passed understandably they had a really hard time filling that position and the power in the school fell a little bit lower so they invented a role called dean of students which was like junior principal to high school and then you had high school principal and middle school um they were more involved but i think in terms of discipline so now that we didn't have that that big papa bear figure to that was like kind of the end of the road in terms of handling things uh, everyone just didn't know what to do. So I think I got in trouble a couple times, wrongfully so for a few, but I would go to the principal and like, I'm not going to get into details because it's ridiculous to look in the past for anything but appreciation. However, the whole point I was trying to make is that the disciplinary systems in high school, I think spit kids out into the real world fearing failure so much that it is crippling and that it prevents them from trying things and it creates this complex between a worker and their boss that there is way too much separation there's way too much anxiety and it shouldn't be like that it should be a cooperative everyone's trying to move forward and like get stuff done and we all have this collective goal and of course we're gonna have some wobbles because we're humans and that's life it, but so it shouldn't be something where you say, oh my God, I forgot to turn this thing off before I clocked out today. And then you start crying. That's ridiculous. So I think that because so many kids have come through that and now have this mindset where they're scared of authority and they're scared of people who are, do I have, oh, I'm good on time. Okay. Um, that they also have this fear of putting themselves before their job, even if their job isn't something no one's job is important enough that it's more important than their mental health. So she was having a really bad day and she felt really anxious and she called out and she took care of her plant and she is going to be better because of it. And I just want to stress to y'all, the next time you feel like that, please know that if you take yourself into any segment of life, into any day, feeling shitty, the energy you're going to give off, the work you're going to do, and the effort that you're going to be able to give other people is not going to be your best. And that's going to make you feel worse. It's going to make everyone feel worse. 
you have the option all of the time to step back and say, yo, I've got to get myself in check first so that I can put my best foot forward. And if that means taking a day off or just listening when you think, oh, I like, you know, what would really feel good today is if I took a long drive and I took myself to the beach, you know, those are the moments that it is so crucial that you do because here's the thing is literally no one else can do that for you. Not a single person is ever going to be like, you know what? I think you truly need the rest of the day off and it's not going to feel right because you're going to feel guilty. So what I'm leaving you with is that you have to take your responsibility into your own hands and then piggybacking off of that to understand that it's not conditional either. That even if say something did happen at your job, whatever, your happiness shouldn't be conditional based upon that because you can never get life wrong and you can never lose. It's never game over. You're always going to keep going. There's always going to be that power that's there to pick you up and drop you off where you're supposed to be next and keep going. So yeah, like chill out. Life rips, dude. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's a Crystalia thing. And he, uh, <laughs> my man's was in some trouble with the underage girls, but I'm not even going to get into that because that's straight up none of my business. That's another thing people should learn to say. Anyways, today's podcast was super random and it was entirely inspired by my <laughs> double shot, but I'm kind of happy with it and I like where it went. And next episode is an interview and I'm very excited about it. Kind of nervous, but you know, the good kind of nervous, the giddy. Um, so I hope everybody had a fantastic time listening to this. And if you took anything from this, it's that the NBA is a Disney world and that you should take off work to pet a plant. I love ya.